swamp drawer where all good produce goes to die. Dun, dun, dun. We couldn't afford it even when there weren't food shortages. We certainly can't afford it now. Recession-proof your grocery budget. Learn to grow the food your family eats without the weeds or the waste. For more information about my simple and easy container gardening course, where you will learn to save money by growing your own healthy organic fruits and vegetables, go to joyfulprepcontainergarden.com. Have you ever found yourself feeling out of control and overwhelmed with all the chaos in the world? As mothers, we're dealing with some pretty heavy stuff. Joyfully Prepared guides and reassures mothers that they can create a home of love, unity, and laughter, as well as produce an atmosphere of resourcefulness and resilience. I know a lot about a few things and a little about a lot of things. I'm your host, Wendy Birkin, and this is the Joyfully Prepared Podcast. This is the Joyfully Prepared Podcast, and I'm your host, Wendy Bergen, and today I get to introduce you to Allie Nagley, Um, and Allie is a certified holistic health coach. As a busy mom of two boys, she wants to help other moms take the guesswork out of losing weight without self-doubt, excuses, comparison, and mom guilt. By combining lifestyle and nutrition, she guides women to feel their best not just in their clothing, but in their minds as well. With Allie's whole body framework, she helps her clients achieve and sustain goals such as stubborn weight loss, finding their identity again, taking back control over their life and habits, and creating the life they want and deserve. Well, sign me up, Allie. Let's go. (laughs) Allie, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I appreciate you coming. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure and honor. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to dive in and, and, and have this awesome discussion. I know we're yeah. about to have. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a wonderful conversationalist. So I think our listeners will really enjoy this conversation between the two of us. So before like we get into kind of some of the nitty gritty, let's talk about how you decided that this is a, a profession you wanted to dive into. Yeah. I mean, it's, Gosh, it probably goes back a lot longer than I even realized. I remember when I was in high school, I um, did an independent study at a hospital under the dietitian um, department, and I learned a lot. Um, I learned, but I also learned that I I do want to help people, but I didn't want to focus strictly on nutrition. Um, and fast forward to where I am now, I'm a mom of two boys, eight and six years old. And it wasn't until after I gave birth to my first and I couldn't wait to be a mom. I love being a mom, but there's something about becoming a mom and then also feeling like I lost my identity, like immediately, like all of a sudden I had all these hobbies and interests and then now I'm just a mom and, you know, and it's not too I, I don't want to come across insensitive because I know that there's a lot of women out there that struggle with fertility and are, would give anything to be a parent. Sure. This is just my experience as being a mother. I love it. I would do anything for my kids, but you know, I, I just felt like I lost my identity immediately. And my husband 
is super supportive and, you know, could tell something was off. Um, and he just really encouraged me to find my passions again and my hobbies. And, you know, so I started looking into schools and just taking classes in nutrition. And when I realized when I was, when I was going through school that I could actually become a health coach and Mm -hmm. help other women, particularly moms, um, go through the same that are going through the same struggles that I went through. Um, I was like, this is a no brainer because I love working, but my kids are my priority and especially this age. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to be able to help moms that, you know, are just a little bit behind me and where I am right now um, is a huge blessing. And I just follow that calling and I absolutely love it. Oh, that's a, that's, that's wonderful that you kind of, you had an inkling. What did you say? And was it high school that you had that? Yeah. Yeah. The class. Yeah. yeah. That's, it was a that's very fantastic. long time ago. I'm 43 years old now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it takes time for it to trickle down sometimes, sometimes right? Sometimes, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what right now, so what's your favorite part about being a health coach? I love just being women not just meet their goals but also just feel fulfilled in their lives um that means more to me than anything you know people come to me for weight loss usually and they might think it's the weight they want to lose and they want a nutrition plan and they want to focus on calories but it's really actually something else and Mm -hmm. so I love being able to sort of like fill in the gaps and put that puzzle together because it's not usually the nutrition that's the problem it's usually lacking in something else in their lives. Um, And so I focus on these two terms called primary food and secondary food. And Mm -hmm. um, if anyone has been to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, they know what I'm talking about. But primary foods are basically um, your creative side, your connection and relationship Mm -hmm. side, your home life and your um, home cooking and spirituality and financial um, independence and all those sorts of things, all those factors. And then the secondary foods are actually what you're putting in your mouth. Um, and so for me, that resonated so much because I do feel like you have to set the foundations. You really have to take a really good deep look at your life and envision what you want from your life in order to, it sounds so simple, but really to maintain the goals that you want to achieve. Anyone can lose weight. We all know how to lose weight. Um, but it's that maintenance and sustainability that people get hung up on. Um, and so when I work with clients, it's not about meal planning and counting calories, although for some people that is important and it is sometimes part of the training or the the coaching. But primarily what I focus on is actually your lifestyle and where you're lacking. Um, and creating those foundations early on in the beginning. So that way, when women get hung up or go through some obstacles, we can always go back to what their vision for their life is and really what their values are and their, their why, their big why statement. Big why. So I'm listening to you. I have a couple um, questions, but one of the thoughts that popped into my head was I was just in a conversation with someone yesterday and I was sharing her, sharing with her part of my story. Um, nothing that I'm really going to go into at this point, but, um, and she said, it sounds like to me that 
you weren't cared for. Now, this has nothing to do with my mom and dad. Let, let's be very clear. It's not that. Some There's some other trauma in my life. But she said, you, that sounds like nobody cared for you. And I went, oh, like my breath was kind of taken away. Like, I, I never, I've worked through so much stuff. And she just said it just like that. Like after I had only said like a few sentences and she said this thing, I was like, oh my goodness. And I think I'm, I'm assuming you're seeing things like this. I'm assuming you're seeing the fact that most women are caregivers um, and they love being caregivers. They love their children and their husbands and things like that. Um, but nobody's taught them to care for themselves. Is that mm -hmm. what you're seeing? Yeah. And also feeling guilty about caring for themselves mm -hmm. or um, feeling like they're not worthy enough to care yeah. for themselves. Wow. Which, yeah, it's, it's sad because, I mean, I was there at one point too. And I sure. feel like we're always, the reason why I love what I do so much is because I can relate, you know, mm -hmm. and I was there and I, um, I know what it's like on the other side and I just want every woman oh, that needs yeah. it to feel that sure. everybody, every human deserves to feel worthy and to feel seen. And, um, and you know, when it comes to mom guilt, you know, it's something that I tell my clients is, you know, if you have kids, how do you want them to see you? And mm -hmm. also, how mm -hmm. do you want them to treat themselves? Right. You know, we have to lead by example. It's really important that we show our kids by our actions and not by our words, because that's truly how people, you can see people's true identity and their integrity by how they, how they mm -hmm. act, not necessarily by what they say. Right. And so, you know, kind of like shifts the perspective um, when I, put it that way to other moms because then they were like, you're right. Like I shouldn't feel bad because I do want this for my child. So I should be doing this for myself. So they see that it's okay. You know, that they yeah. have permission to do it. Um, so yeah, I, I see that quite a bit and it's, um, it's a big misconception, the mom guilt and feeling selfish for taking care of yourself, which right. we are truly the, the, first line of defense when it comes to our kids and, and their well-being and how they see themselves mm -hmm. and how they treat themselves. Right. So. Um, earlier, as you were talking a little bit ago, you mentioned goals and um, how do you help women, mothers, whatever, whoever you're working with, how do you help them? Because goals now is such a kind of a cliche word, like, oh, I have this goal. But goal is a good word, and it means a good thing. Um, but it's a it's kind of like a, a goal is kind of like a milestone in some ways, too, right? So mm -hmm. how do you get them, the, your, the people that you're working with, how do you, because they're probably, I know for myself, I probably almost don't even trust myself anymore to have to set goals. And I'm sure that a lot of women you work with feel the same way. Like this isn't going to work anyway. So why even set the goal? So how do you move them from goalpost to goalpost, milestone to milestone? And how does that, uh, that momentum help them? That's a great question. And in fact, it's true because there's, if you have a, a track record of, saying you're going to do something and you don't follow through your confidence depletes. I mean, that's, that's getting confidence is, is part of keeping promises to yourself. So having that lack in confidence is a huge, 
you know, contributing factor for some of these women that don't meet their goals because they just give up so easily. It's the first um, sign of a challenge. But the key to creating goals is to make sure that they are attainable. And so I don't, I don't agree with, I, I, I think having a big goal um, for yourself in the future is really good, something to strive for. But to get there, you have to have small, actionable steps. Hmm. And so creating those realistic goals and talking through, so when I create goals with clients, it's, it's a two-way street. I don't tell her what to do because that's not my job. She needs to come up with it herself. I mean, we come up with it together, but we also go through, you know, we have, it's called, have you heard the term SMART goals? No, I haven't. So it's an acronym. Um, We need to get specific, measurable, attainable, um, realistic, and then we need to have like a timeframe of Mm. of when it's going to get done. And so I go through it more in depth with my clients, but that's, kind of sums it up. And then I also make sure we talk through any potential obstacles or excuses that could get in the way of her not achieving that goal by the time we meet, whether it's a week or two weeks. Um, And so we, so we make sure that we have a plan B or plan C or plan D in fact. Um, And so those are the ways that we create sustained success. And also because we're not going to be working together forever she can fall back on and get in the habit of creating these small goals versus these, you know, grandiose goals that are so overwhelming and you just want to throw in the towel before you ever start because you never ever think that you could achieve them. So the small consistent steps, consistency is the key though. That's the key word Mm -hmm. um, is really what creates the big results in the end and sort of like a ripple effect. And then, you know, there's always going to be, um, things that come up too. And I, I tell my clients, you know, don't get so hung up on any little setbacks because that's life. It's, it's human nature. It's okay. Um, you just have to know how to sort of rein it back in and pick up where you left off instead of throwing in the towel and saying, forget it. It's not an all or nothing approach, which is how I used to think too, which is also why I can really easily to clients is because I was, I was there. Um, so yeah, does that answer your question? Yeah, okay. absolutely. So, so you let's say you work with me and you're like, okay, Wendy, what do you want? And I'm like, I want to climb Mount Everest because that's like a nice big goal, right? Yeah. So then you start to break it down. How how else do you motivate? Is that is that a good word? Motivate or um, there's there might be a better word that probably is more substantial. How do you help them? keep their eye on the prize, I guess. So that goes back to our, the first couple of sessions that I do with clients is, mm-hmm. is really honing in on what they want for their life. So mm-hmm. we come up, well, she comes up with, um, with my guidance and I have a whole worksheet um, sure. package that goes through this with them in the beginning of where she sees herself in mm-hmm. one year from now or five years from now and getting very specific because it's so rare for a mom to, or a woman or a person really in general, we're so busy mm-hmm. to actually take that time and 
sit down and actually visualize what we want our life to be. We're in like this robotic mode every day. We wake up, we do the same thing. We go go to bed and we wake up and do it all over again. And so rarely do we ever take the time to get creative and allow ourselves to visualize ourselves in, in the most idyllic way. And even if you think it's like so far-fetched, it's really, um, I think, important to get in the habit of allowing yourself to feel those feelings. How do you want to feel? What do you like? Ideally, what does your ideal day look like? What are you wearing? How do you look? What, where are you living? How's your family? What, where, just as specific as you can. And so, and that really getting that ingrained in their head and writing that down and having that somewhere that they can see on a regular basis um, is how it's kind of like an anchor. It anchors mm-hmm. you back mm-hmm. to that motivation, so to speak. But motivation for me, I don't, sometimes the motivation is comes afterwards, you know? So, you know, I wake up early in the morning to exercise and to meditate. When my alarm goes off, I'm not motivated to wake mm-hmm. up and get out of bed, you know? But how I'm motivated or what gets me out of bed is how I feel after mm-hmm. I do it. Mm-hmm. So the motivation sometimes comes after the discipline. So it's really important. One of my values is how I feel. And so I know that my value is going to get me out of bed, not necessarily the alarm clock, you know. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I um, I like the word value, values, I should say. So I would like to know, I, I always find this interesting, this word values. I would love to know what your definition of the word values means in the work that you do. So in the work that I do, values means something that is going to keep you on track mm-hmm. of where you want to be. And not, not necessarily you know, to lose weight, but really where you want to see your life. Because for me, in my practice, I combine lifestyle and nutrition. So I really think it's important as a holistic approach um, that you are happy in your mind and your body. And because the mind and body have such a deep connection and people, I feel like sometimes forget that. Um, And so whatever is going to keep you on track with mm-hmm. how you want, if, if how you feel is a value of yours, you want to feel energized and happy, whatever is going to keep you on track to, to maintain those goals for yourself. Okay. That's, that's, that's quite perfect actually. Um, so you talk about an anchor and values. Um, so then how, like you said, a lot of the times, as I'm learning about myself and and through other other um, uh, experts like you, I'm learning more about the how the emotions and the deep stuff inside of us really um, the deep stuff inside of us. Hold on, how do I want to say this? <laughs> Someday I'm like, we don't want to talk about the deep stuff, Wendy. Um, <laughs> That it's really more symptom. The symptoms look like the emotional eating. The symptom is I don't take care of myself. Those kinds of things because I got some deep stuff inside of me. How how do you how do you help women identify the symptoms, but also dig in there and find the deep stuff and start pulling out? Because it's painful to start pulling its stuff out. Because when you start doing that kind of work, 
um, you have to step into it and have to own it at the same time, right? You have to be the one to go, oh, I'm holding on to this thing, whether it's anger or I'm not forgiving or I don't know all the things, but we all have stuff. But how do you help women? Because that's just a hard process to go through. It's painful. So how do you support women in that in that process? I think it just comes down to seeing them and hearing them. And because health coaching, it, it, it can be very, um, you know, private. And mm-hmm. so for somebody to come to me and, and have to sometimes face these, I don't want to call them demons, but right. face these things that sometimes we want to turn a blind eye to, right. we, want to, we don't want to focus on. Just like we don't take the time to visualize, you know, what we, our ideal life is. We sometimes mm-hmm. just also don't want to focus on what is, actually causing us to um, emotionally eat or not get to sleep on time or, you know, do the things that we know we should be doing. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. um, allowing them to have that space to say what they need to say, to hear them, to see them, Mm -hmm. um, I think is really big. Of course, I'm not a therapist. So if there's ever a time where I feel like, you know, there needs to be referral out, like I, I stay in my within my scope. Um, but, you know, I think that's why health coaching is so beneficial because mm-hmm. it sort of forces you to mm-hmm. take a good look in the mirror and, mm-hmm. and acknowledge some things that maybe you've been hiding. And it's a lot of times those types of things that are holding you back from reaching your goals. Right. Um, something that you said, I, I wonder if they equate, um, you talk about, uh, having the women sit down and visualize what they want their life to be and how it's almost a struggle to get them to do that work, just to sit down and to take a minute to, well, and because they, they blocked it out or they don't think they'll get it. They don't trust themselves. They're not keeping promises to themselves. And so why would they dream and visualize? And does that, it seems to me like the answer is yes, but I'm going to let you say that because you're the expert, but it seems to me you have that part of let's sit down and visualize your life and set some goals and some, you know, milestones or whatever you want to call it. And how that equates to the stuff that's deep inside the stuff that's causing the pain and the symptoms. How do those two things, they seem like they go hand in hand to me. Yeah. Because sometimes you can't even visualize because you're not allowing yourself to feel worthy enough to, Mm be the life that you truly, truly want because you have these blocks up. And so I see self-sabotage a lot in my practice and um, excuses. And again, it all boils down to other things besides the food that we're putting in our bodies, Mm -hmm. which is why I think that combining lifestyle um, and sometimes nutrition is like completely off the radar because we sometimes there people come to me for that. And then we focus on something that they're completely lacking in their life mm-hmm. and they meet their goals without even having goals set for that. So it's, right. it's crazy how it works and mm-hmm. just kind of um, it's kind of like a puzzle. You're just like putting the pieces together. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the original question. So I'm sorry if I just went No, you said it. You said okay, exactly sorry. this whole idea of they don't even feel worthy to be able to visualize a better life. 
Mm-hmm. Or I don't even know if it's a better life. It's just the life that they, the fun, the creative, the the ventures. That they, they don't even, yeah, yeah, but they don't feel worthy of it. That's such a fascinating thought. And I think you're right on the target there. Yeah. And for me, like I, I, it's kind of, it sounds kind of morbid, but sometimes for me, I have to think about, you know, I'm, I, time is finite, you know? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when I need to do the scary things and I don't want to, I think, mm-hmm. you know, am I going to regret this one day? Am I going to mm-hmm. be on my deathbed and say, why didn't I go for that? Like, yeah. who cares what other people think? It's right. I, you know, and so I feel like people are always focused on money and how money is finite, but money really isn't. There's, I mean, for, again, I don't want to be insensitive to people and their financial situations, but the only real finite resource that we have is our time. Um, and so I want people to understand that, you know, every day is an opportunity um, to be the best version that you can. And so, and it starts with just taking care of yourself. Right. I, I, you have a lot of wisdom in your, your young years. Very good. You're just a little baby. (laughs) You wouldn't call me. I know. I know. Trust me. Um, (laughs) Children, silly little children. Um, The work you're doing is fantastic. The energy you're putting into the world to help heal and the healing you've done for yourself and, and, and are, good example to your children and others around you. Um, so I'm thankful to have this opportunity to chat with you. I'm grateful that you were able to come on and, and chat with me. So well, with that being said, there are people who are listening who are going to want to know more about you. So tell them where they can find you. Well, first of all, this is a complete honor to be on your podcast. You. I love your podcast and I, um, you know, this is an awesome opportunity. So thank you for inviting me on. Absolutely. Um, and so people can find me. I'm um, a healthy her way is my website. Um, you can email me at Allie at a healthy her mm-hmm. um, My IG is a healthy her way. And I have a private Facebook group just for women called a healthy her way. Oh, perfect. So, yeah, it's pretty easy. Everything. You got to spell the healthy her, right? It's H-E-R right. because I only work with women. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'd love to connect. I can send you my calendar invitation if you want to have a free call to see, learn a little bit more about private health coaching. Um, I also offer five-day resets. One will be coming up in January. So probably around the time that you're airing this podcast. Um, and so those five-day resets, is actually actually more focused on nutrition and it's just a um, opportunity for women to come in and um, we cut out gluten, dairy, sugar, processed foods, caffeine, and alcohol for just five days. It sounds scary, but it's really not. It's so many women come back time and time again to do these. It'll be my third year running them. I do them every season. Um, and so that's be coming up at the end of January um, next year. I just finished up my fall one, so I'm taking a little break. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I'm always offering private one-on-one health coaching. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm happy to talk to any of any of your listeners if they're interested Wonderful. in learning more. Great. And you can do all of that virtually, right? Through Zoom or whatever. Yes. Yeah. For private health coaching is 
virtual, even, you know, if you're a neighbor of mine, we still do virtual calls because okay. it's just, you know, everyone's so busy and it's just easy. Right. And if phone calls easier too, I get it. That's yeah. I'm flexible in that way, but Wonderful. yeah. Um, yeah. That's great. Wonderful. That, so, um, and all the links that she mentioned ways to contact her that can all be found on, in the show notes of this podcast episode. So you can go find that, click it and go find Allie, because you're going to want to be a part of her life or you want her to be both ways. You want her to be (laughs) in your life and you want to be in hers. So (laughs) thank you again, Allie. I really appreciate your time and your wisdom. This has been a delightful conversation. Same. Thank you so much, Wendy. How fun is Allie? Question mark. She's the best. I really enjoyed learning from her. I loved this idea that um, something I need to work on, that um, we need to take time to visualize the life that we that we want, the the house that we want, the conditions, the feelings, the people that we want in our lives, uh, the adventures we want to take. And that we we are worthy enough to have all of those things. So I'm grateful for her wisdom. That was fantastic. And I just wanted to remind you, if you, um, you've obviously listened to it because you're at the end, <laughs> the podcast, the episode, but take time to go and teach something uh, that you learned today to somebody else within 24, 48 hours, you'll have better retention. You'll remember, which is, um, I guess that's part of retention. I don't know why I have such a hard time between retention and remember sometimes, but teaching it to someone else, you have to articulate it the way your mind understood it. And so you'll hear yourself say it again. So you, you heard it on the podcast, but then when it comes out of your mouth, your ears will hear it again and you'll be like, Oh, okay. And, and you'll be able to articulate it the way you understood it. And, and you'll teach someone and then you bless somebody else's life because of your, your understanding and, and your willingness to put yourself out there. And it can be anybody just in a general conversation, you can work. Oh, I listened to this podcast and she said this thing and that, however that works. So I encourage you to do that. And I would like to invite you to my free Facebook group, which is www.joyfulprepgroup.com. Lots of peas there. Come over and um, learn about us um, as far as like joining like-minded people. We're doing prepping stuff. We're very kind to each other. It's a lovely community of individuals trying to do the very best to have a joyful life. So thank you again. I would love for you to subscribe to the podcast and encourage your friends to subscribe to the podcast, download things, make that algorithm ring. That's what we want. All right, you guys enjoy your day. Thank you so much for listening to Joyfully Prepared. I'm grateful for you and appreciate you inviting me into your life. Please subscribe and tell all your friends about this delightful podcast. Leaving a joyful review would earn you all sorts of karma points too. I invite you to join my free Facebook group at www.joyfulprepgroup.com and join with other like-minded mothers.